Hey everyone, my name is Meredith. Welcome or welcome back to Genuine Girl. I have to just preface this episode by saying this is probably the most vulnerable I have gotten on this podcast, and that's saying a lot because I think I've shared quite a bit about my life over the years. This, however, is some pretty deep self-reflection that I share hopefully to help you start thinking through how you're showing up in your life because I know that I personally have realized that there are some inconsistencies between who I am on this podcast and who I am in my real life. And I'm not doing this episode just to expose myself and just to put myself down, but I think it's so important to share what I've learned because it's changing the way that I look at my relationships, how I go about life in general, and I think a lot of times I just haven't thought about this because it's been so ingrained in me in the way that I live to not be very vulnerable. And I really want to start changing that. So I think I kind of jumped right in there. But this week's topic is all about my true, honest struggles with vulnerability. So let's get into it. You might expect that for having a podcast all about vulnerability, all about being genuine, that I would be pretty good at practicing what I preach that's not the case. And I think, honestly, I made this podcast because I've never been the best at being vulnerable and I needed a space where I could be without having that same fear that I would in real life. I think just the idea of speaking into a microphone and of course, knowing that people could hear it, but not having that immediate reaction, not having that immediate feedback of telling someone your deepest, darkest secrets right in front of them, that kind of created a buffer that made me feel more comfortable to start this podcast and be vulnerable on here. Because even if people judged me, even if they laughed, even if they thought of me in a more negative way, I wouldn't necessarily know it, or at least I wouldn't know it right away. That kind of gave me a sense of peace in doing this. Uh, And of course, I knew that I could help other people through this medium and hopefully more people than I would be able to just through talking to my friends and family in real life. So I think that definitely helped um, not having to share in real life with people, but rather just a microphone and who knows who's going to listen. But I have realized that I am scared to share who I am with people in my actual life because of those fears. I am still nervous that people are going to judge me. I'm nervous that I'm going to be seen as less than and that it's actually going to break my chances of any kind of genuine connections with people. And I think a lot of it is me being in my head. I do also think that I have had some negative experiences where I do share parts of myself and I have received that reaction. That's not the best. And it's kind of scared me off from sharing anything with anyone. But I think I have this, I don't know. I know it's not a correct view of people, but all the same, my brain always thinks that people have negative perceptions of me until I can prove myself to them. Whether I've never met this person or even if I know someone pretty well, I always feel like in their eyes, they're viewing me and everyone else from a lens of skepticism and maybe negativity. I don't really know, or at least not 
positivity, maybe just a neutral lens, but still all the same. I feel like I have to prove myself to people and that I can't just, you know, be myself and have people think that, you know, I'm cool and I'm fun, even though I like to say I am, but I don't know if everyone else agrees with that. And I assume that they don't. So this kind of leads me into my first struggle with vulnerability, and that is being very closed off in my real life. Um, I think anyone who knows me in my real world can actually attest to this, and I'm not proud to say that, but I've had several people tell me that I'm closed off, I'm private, I don't share anything, and honestly... (laughs) It kind of stings every time I hear it because I know it's true and yet I struggle so much to get over it because again, it's one of these ingrained habits that has been with me for years. Like you can go back to my childhood and I was never the type of person to be overly talkative. I was never an extrovert, which I'm not saying that means you automatically share a lot about yourself, but I just never really thought to talk about myself much. I always was the listener. I was always asking people questions about themselves. And I kind of felt uncomfortable when the conversation became too me focused, because again, I had these fears that people were going to judge me for anything and everything I said about myself. So it felt safer to just not say anything at all. And I also figured everyone loves talking about themselves usually. I mean, I guess I might have been in the minority there, but I've always heard like, oh yeah, just get someone talking about themselves and you're fine because everyone absolutely loves doing that. Um, And you don't have to say anything. And at the end of the conversation, they will like you just because you listened and you let them talk about themselves or something that they enjoy. So I always kind of took that advice and hoped that by just being the best listener or letting people talk as much as they want, whether or not I actually cared. Sorry, that's mean. But if I just did that, then people would like me. People would accept me and I would be fine. And it was all about perceptions, how I was perceived by other people. It still is. And again, I'm not the proudest to say that, but it's true. Like I've been living with this mindset of always focusing on other people's perceptions of me to build my self-confidence rather than creating that internally. So, of course, something I'm working on, but it's kind of a big task when, you know, 20-something years of your life have been spent in a totally different mindset. Anyway, so, yeah, I've been closed off for a long time, I think, and I know it's bad when people comment on it. Um, I think it definitely has prevented me from creating more genuine connections in my life. Um, I also think I have some very forgiving people in my life who know that about me and still choose to associate with me, which is very kind because, I mean, I have to look at it from their shoes too. And if I was trying to be friends or date or literally just get to know someone, and they shared nothing about themselves, that would be really hard for me to continue that relationship with them because, you know, a relationship, any relationship should be two-sided. And when you're not getting anything, it's hard to keep putting in the effort. So 
I appreciate the people in my life who have continued to give me chances, I guess, even if they wouldn't call it that, um, as I try to work through this. I also think a lot of them know that this is something that I, I understand is a weakness and something I'm trying to work on. So people are patient and I appreciate that. Um, but ultimately I think this tendency of being closed off and not very really being vulnerable, it, it's because I'm trying to protect myself. I know there's all this research out there about the habits we have, the things we say as a mechanism of self-protection from our brain or whatever. And again, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to try to get into that. It's really interesting, but I, I think there is science behind it and it makes sense. Our brain and our body wants to keep us safe, even if it's not necessarily the best idea. We just naturally do the things that make us feel comfortable, protected, and safe. And to me, not sharing things about myself is one way to do that. Um, When in reality, even though my brain thinks it's protecting me, it's actually closing me off to relationships and not even just relationships. I'm talking about, you know, a lot of this is centered around my relationships with other people, but This also closes me off to opportunities and other things that could be going on in my life. Um, I think by not sharing who I am with people, I might not get exposure to different things, opportunities, activities, careers, however you want to look at it, because people don't know me. And so they can't really, you know, suggest something to me to try or help me in certain ways. And I think a lot of times that's a big benefit of being vulnerable with people is that, I mean, it helps you form those genuine connections, but it also gives you exposure and access to other opportunities opening up in your life. And I think I've missed out on some of that just because I'm afraid to put myself out there. Um, And it's not even that I have anything really, really bad about myself to share. Like, there's nothing I've done in my life that is, like, I I think socially looked down upon. Like, I haven't committed crimes. (laughs) You know, like, I I think I'm a good person. And I've had my struggles, but nothing that other people haven't been through or wouldn't understand. So I think it's kind of funny that I'm so scared of opening up when it's like, I shouldn't be afraid of people's reactions. It's not like I am a serial killer or something, you know, it's just even sharing things I like to do for fun or like my music taste. It's the littlest things that I'm nervous about because I think, oh, well, if someone doesn't agree with me, if someone doesn't like the same music I do or doesn't like the same activities that I do or doesn't want the same career that I do, then, you know, it's over between us. Like that is so unrealistic. And yet here I am still being closed off about those things. So it's, I I think I should uh, emphasize that it's not that I've done anything I'm really ashamed of that I'm scared to share. It's literally 
everything in my life, big and small, most of which is not a big deal that I'm scared to share because I'm a people pleaser and I just want to conform to what other people like and who other people are. It's a struggle. It's a struggle as we, as we know. But I think another reason why I'm closed off goes into another struggle I have with vulnerability being that I place some pretty unrealistic expectations on other people. So I, I'm admitting that I am a bit of a stubborn person sometimes. And for most of my life, I have been very stubborn about the fact that, well, I guess it's not a fact, but in my mind for a long time, it was, it was a fact that I would not share anything about myself unless someone asked me a question about myself. Like, I just thought it was common sense that if someone wanted to know something about me, they would ask, and they would be direct. And if they didn't ask, then I wasn't sharing because they clearly didn't care. <laughs> and I just had this belief and held on to it for so long, and it dictated so many of my relationships. I had so many people in my life who just were not necessarily big question askers. Like, that wasn't their personality, that wasn't how they worked, and it's not that they didn't care, it's just that's not how they went about getting to know someone. And to me, that was just wild because I am the biggest questioner there is. Like anyone who knows me <laughs> probably knows that I will ask a ton of questions about you and your personal life because I'm genuinely curious. And that's the way I feel like I get to know people best because I know not everyone is going to just openly share. And so I also think because I don't just openly share, I see so much importance in asking questions to get people to open up. But not everyone else operates from that lens. And I used to always think that was a bad thing and that if they didn't ask, they didn't care. And I wasn't going to, you know, share anything with them if they didn't care to get to know me. So I lived with this mindset. And when people didn't ask me direct questions about myself, I just wouldn't say anything about myself and the whole conversation would be about them because I would ask a lot of questions. I would let them talk about themselves and I would never even really say anything about myself the entire time. Even if I thought of something that related to the conversation, I just would hold back because I assumed they didn't want to know if they didn't ask. So in that way, <laughs> I've kind of struggled with expecting people to read my mind and just know what to ask to know that, you know, I do want to share, but I'm not going to share unless you specifically ask me this question about myself. And it's kind of funny because I'm so stubborn about it. And yet when I start talking about it, I realize how dumb it sounds. Like you cannot expect people to read your mind like that. And yes, I do think, okay, this is where my stubbornness is going to come in because I do think there is some level of questioning that should be a requirement when you're getting to know someone, okay? Like, if you never ask anyone a single question about themselves, like, that that might be a little off. But 
I also know that I cannot expect people to read my mind and constantly be asking questions for me to share the things that I want to share. It's just not going to work that way. And I have to be willing to let go of that expectation a little bit and know that, okay, I'm going to have to just say stuff. I'm going to have to share without being prompted or asked. And that's going to feel really uncomfortable for me because I have always had this big fear that I'm going to blow up every conversation and make everything way too much about myself, not enough about the other person, that people are going to think I'm super self-centered, never want to associate with me again, even if I just say one little thing about myself in a conversation. And again, I need to put myself in other people's shoes and recognize that I do not judge people for talking about themselves. Like I find it so normal, probably because I like prompt people to talk about themselves a lot in some way, but it's literally a part of a conversation. A conversation is not a conversation if it's one-sided and if it's just one person talking the entire time. So, I mean, I don't judge people when they take part of the conversation to talk about themselves, as long as it's not excessive, which it can be. And I become a little resentful because sometimes I literally put that on people. Like I ask so many questions or I let them talk so much about themselves that I just start getting really annoyed with them. And yet I'm kind of the one who's egging them on. So it's like, I don't really have a right to be annoyed if someone's taking up the entire conversation when I'm literally the one who's prompting that. But anyway, that's a whole different conversation. And another thing I have to work through. My point is, I should not be sitting here thinking others are going to view me as a conversation hog for talking about myself for a couple minutes when I don't typically view others that way when they talk about themselves. So what I'm really working on here is just being willing to share things about myself before I'm asked, when I'm not asked, when there's really no prompt for me to share. That's sometimes when I just have to, because at that point, that's really the point where people have the opportunity to get to know me better, to ask those questions, or to just continue the conversation in a way that involves both of us. And if I do share something about myself and try to be open with someone and it's not received well, or they just go straight back to talking about themselves the rest of the time, then that's a, that's a different story and says something different about them. But for the most part, I should not assume that people are going to view me negatively for sharing something, even if I'm not asked to share it. That's how you get to know people. So I'm trying to let go of that mentality Uh, That definitely contributes to me being closed off because a lot of people just don't read my mind and it's annoying, but it's just the way life works. Something else that I think also contributes to me being closed off is when it comes to group settings. So I've been talking a lot about interpersonal relationships and getting to know people. And a lot of this so far has been more focused on -on one-on-one conversations, I would say. But when I'm in a group it's even harder for me to open up, I would say, because there are just so many people competing for air, usually, if it's, you know, a talkative group, which a lot of groups I find myself in 
tend to be that way, which is totally fine. I actually, it it's a relief to me because even though I'm an introvert, I hate silence. So I feel really awkward if someone isn't talking. So it's fine that people are talking all the time. But in a group setting, specifically where a lot of people are talking, I tend to get really quiet and just kind of take on that role that I'm used to of being the listener. I think it's because I have this view that I need to wait my turn to share. And if I have something to say, I have to wait again for someone to look to me to speak or to ask me what my opinion is or to just leave an open space that could allow me to chime in at the perfect time. And again, this is expecting a lot out of people and expecting them to read my mind by providing me that quote-unquote turn in the conversation. And I think some of the most socially skilled people out there do a really great job of this and of including everyone in a conversation, but I cannot expect that to be the norm. And even from those most socially adept people, I cannot expect them to always be looking out for me and always waiting to ask me a question. Like, no, that's just... I'm worried about being self-centered. That's (laughs) self-centered. If I'm just expecting everyone to always bow down to me and wait and provide me the space I need. Like, again, I think there's a balance there, but for me to constantly expect others to give me an in, that I'm just, I'm creating this unrealistic expectation. Um, And a lot of times, even if I have something to say in a group setting, I definitely overthink it. I end up not sharing at all. And then, you know, if I do find that there's a time when I could share and feel somewhat comfortable with that, it's kind of too late because they've moved on to talking about something else. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but it kind of reminds me of when I was like in elementary school and the teacher asked a question to the class and I knew the answer right away. I wanted to raise my hand and and answer the question, but I was overthinking it. And then other people started talking. And then, you know, by the time I was like, okay, okay, got the courage up too late. The the moment passed. I could not do that anymore. That was something that I struggled with in school. And it kind of reminds me of this, maybe not exactly the same setting, but, you know, sometimes you just have to go for it and speak up. And I know that's true, and yet I struggle with it a lot. So I think my overthinking in those situations and unrealistic expectations I set on others in a group setting makes it hard for me to share and to be vulnerable with a group as well. (sighs) That's just a lot about me being closed off. So like I said, this is going to get a little vulnerable and deep. And I guess, I don't know if it's really vulnerable, because again, I'm not sharing anything really deep and personal about my life. I'm just sharing my vulnerable negative tendencies, I guess. So I would still consider that vulnerability. But anyway, I have this one side of me, as we've all seen, that is being very closed off, not sharing anything. But oddly enough, as I've reflected on my vulnerability struggles, I have realized that there is a very different side to me as well. And that when I do share things with people... I often kind of come at it from the wrong lens. And I'm, again, exposing myself here. I 
I don't know if I would be this harsh if I was talking about someone else, but when it comes to me, I'm allowed to say this because I, I know I need to work on it so bad. Um, what I mean by this is that when I share parts of myself with people, I think I have to be relatable. Uh, and to be relatable, I have to share some kind of insecurity or struggle that I think other people could also be dealing with. So I really over-exaggerate my insecurities and that's how I try to be vulnerable with people rather than just sharing parts of my life, whether they're good or bad. Like I, I go straight to the deepest, darkest (laughs) insecurities that I have in my life. And, you know, I think it's great that I'm able to feel comfortable sharing that I'm a perfectionist or overthinker or anxious and whatever the list goes on. It's great that I'm able to share that, but I think sometimes it can come off the wrong way. Um, and it can negatively impact people's perceptions of me when I over-exaggerate my insecurities. Um, because like it or not, like people who I want to impress are not going to be impressed if I'm talking about how anxious I am and how much I overthink everything in my life and all this other stuff. Like they're just not, they're going to be like, is this girl okay? (laughs) Like, and I think in professional settings, this is especially important for me to work on because I'm not out here trying to make myself look like I am falling apart. Even if I kind of am, (laughs) I know that I'm not fully falling apart. Like I know that I kind of have it together in a lot of ways, not always, but I'm not struggling as much as I let out sometimes. Like, I don't know if this is making sense, but it's like, I position myself as just like having the worst life, like just being a total wreck all the time. And it's just not true. Like I'm fine (laughs) and I am doing great and I'm on the right track. And yes, these struggles are valid, but I never really think to share the positive sides of my life or what I'm proud of myself for. It's always that negative insecurity outlook that I share with people when I try to get vulnerable. And that just will make people think this girl does not have her life together. And again, that's not what we want, even though I know it should not matter what people think of you and whatever. I say that all the time too, but I'm talking more like, you know, in, in settings where it kind of does matter what people think of you. <laughs> like if you're going for a job or something and it kind of matters that someone views you highly, um, you don't want to be out here with this negative habit of constantly oversharing your insecurities like I do. I, I think I've gotten a lot better of, about this in a professional setting. I'm definitely not perfect. And to people who I feel more comfortable with at work, I certainly uh, have some work to do on this. But, um, but I do think it's something that I really need to keep an eye on because there are just people out there who I don't necessarily need to be oversharing my insecurities with. Um, 
So I think what I'm learning from this is that when I'm vulnerable, I don't have to instantly go to that place. I can still make genuine connections. I can still make an impact without sharing my insecurities necessarily. I can just share parts of who I am without necessarily relating them to how I feel about myself. I think, again, in an effort to be relatable, I always go back to how things make me feel about myself because I figure I'm not the only one who's feeling that way. But just sharing who I am is sometimes enough to make those connections. And I don't necessarily have to put this pressure on myself to always be a relatable person or to always be sharing things that, you know, other people also go through. Like, people will probably learn that stuff about me as time goes on, but it doesn't have to be something right out the gate that I have to be like, hey, just so you know, I am an anxious people pleaser. uh, And, you know, I constantly overthink things. I'm constantly stressed out about my life decisions, you know, all this stuff. It's kind of funny because I'm literally (laughs) going against my own uh, piece of advice right now on this podcast by sharing that. That's just an example. It's just an example. It's not who I am as a person. Okay. Anyway, um, so one more point I do want to make on that, that I wrote down here that I think is pretty interesting. And I totally forgot that I wrote this. I think like I mentioned, being careful about oversharing insecurities in professional relationships is really important, but I think it can also be important to avoid this in newer relationships, just in general with people I don't know very well, because if they are anything like me, my insecurities or burdens that I might share with people may cause them to feel almost an undue responsibility to fix or deal with my problems or insecurities if they are that type of person, like a fixer or someone who has empathy, who wants to help. I would consider myself that kind of person, which is why I say this. Like, whenever anyone shares an insecurity with me, I am like, oh my God, I have to help them. I have to fix them. I have to be the hero. And usually that's not exactly how it works. (laughs) But The same could go when I share my insecurities with other people. They could feel this overwhelming pressure that since I'm sharing something so deep with them that they must have some responsibility to make me feel better about myself. And I never want to put that responsibility on people, but I could be accidentally doing that just by sharing insecurities. So I don't want to, I guess drive people away or scare people off by, you know, making them think I have to help this person and not really knowing how, if that makes sense. So that's just another situation in which I am trying to be more careful about not oversharing too much about my insecurities. Oversharing, yeah, oversharing in general, I think is seen as a bad thing, but Hey, I honestly think at my point, like where I'm at right now, it would be better to be oversharing my life than it would to stick where I'm at. So I'm trying to work on getting closer to that point than not sharing at all. 
So overall, we've got these two different sides that I have found of myself. The one being not sharing, being closed off. The other being that when I do share, kind of sharing the wrong things for a lack of better term. My overall, uh, I guess, learning from all of this, though, is that I don't know what people are thinking. I don't know how people are going to react to me being vulnerable. And I don't know, I can't read their minds like, like they can't read mine. So I'm never going to be able to predict and control people's reactions and opinions of me when I am being myself and sharing myself with the world. But that alone is not a good enough reason for me to never share anything with anyone ever again. I think, unfortunately, there are always going to be people out there who don't necessarily react the way that you envision when you are vulnerable with them. There are people who are going to make you feel uncomfortable or less than for whatever you share. And again, like I've experienced that and that's kind of scared me away from sharing it all. But as hard as it is to accept, I think I'm having to accept that there will be people like that out there. And those people are not for you. Those people are not who you need to be associating with if you can help it. But, you know, you can't just expect them to go away or to not have to deal with that. It's going to be a thing. It's going to happen. Um, and I think I've let those few people dictate my entire comfort level with vulnerability, which leaves me powerless. And I want to take my power back and not let the, I don't know, just any opinions affect me. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do is all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to take my power back and share parts of myself knowing that, Some people are not going to react well. Some people are just going to take the opportunity to keep talking about themselves. Some people are just not going to make me feel any better about my vulnerable side. But there are also going to be people who really respect it and who want to form more genuine connections because of it and who want to open me up to new opportunities because of my vulnerability. And those people and opportunities are the reason why it's so important for me to be vulnerable because those people and opportunities are there. They do exist, but I can never find them if I'm not willing to put myself out there and share a little bit of who I am. So I hope that this maybe sparked some reflection in your own mind, whether you share my exact same struggles or you are on the opposite end of the spectrum and have no problem being vulnerable with anyone and everyone. I hope that this maybe helped you see inside the mind of someone who does struggle (laughs) to be themselves in real life. And again, maybe it can help you help a friend or it can help you help yourself. I would really encourage you though, either way, to think about how you show up vulnerably in your life. If you show up in that way, And whatever the answer is, how can you maybe practice being more vulnerable or, I guess, changing the way in which you're vulnerable if you're susceptible to 
something like me in sharing insecurities a little too much, or maybe you feel like you're more of an oversharer, like maybe reflect on how you can kind of, I'm not going to say curb that tendency, but maybe be more intentional about your vulnerability. I think any reflection of that sort is really helpful and it's truly changing the game with all of my relationships and opportunities in my life. I really just started having these reflections a few weeks ago, so I'm in the early stages of practicing all of these learnings, but I'm confident that they will help me uh, just grow as a person and really become more confident in myself too. Because if I can share parts of myself without having that debilitating fear, then that shows me what I'm capable of. It shows me like I don't need other people to accept me or to, you know, I I guess that's the best way of saying it. I don't need people to accept me in order to share who I am and to be confident in who I am. So really it comes full circle back to self-confidence, self-worth, and that's one of the biggest things in my life that I am constantly working on. And it's a slow process, but we're getting there. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now. I know this was very serious and very uh, deep, I guess, but I'll get back to more lighthearted programming next time. I would love to continue the conversation though. If anyone wants to chat more, DM me on Instagram at underscore genuine girl underscore DMs are open. Happy to chat. And if you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to give this episode or this show rather five stars, maybe even a little review if you feel so kind. Spotify and Apple podcasts. That would be awesome. I would really appreciate you. I already do appreciate you for listening, but you know, that's just icing on the cake. So anyway, thank you all for listening. And I hope that you can uh, think about ways to be a little more vulnerable today as you go through the rest of your day. I will talk to you later. Thank you. And uh, bye.